there's always that ego that pops up when someone is disappointed in you where you say, well, you shouldn't be disappointed or I my intentions were pure or whatever it is. I'm very empathetic when I disappoint someone because if I disappointed you, I feel really bad. I just think our desires and our fears are really connected. So whatever pain you have, whatever fear you have, whatever trauma you have from your childhood, usually there's a desire that's the polar opposite of that. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another episode of Next Level University, where we help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was episode number 1,502. We judge ourselves more than others judge us. I talked about my mad dance skills. Today, for episode number 1,503, happy Saturday. Your deepest fear also creates your biggest strength. So this is going to be a quick hitter because... We have 10 minutes before, well, 12 minutes before our next meetings. So this is going to be a quick one. So hang on. I did a podcast pre-call with a wonderful human last week. I do not remember their name. I wish I did. And one of the questions they asked, so a pre-call is just making sure that you are aligned with the show and a lot of people just show up to the microphone and if you've never met them before, it can go off the rails. So a pre-call is hopefully to avoid that. And this person said, what have you learned about yourself recently? And I said, I, I learned that disappointment is the biggest exile I have. I do not like disappointing other people. It, it hurts me. It hurts my soul when I disappoint someone. And you heard that if you listened to that episode recently. And they asked a lot of follow-up questions after that. I'm super excited to go on this podcast. But the question that facilitated the thought behind today's episode was, what are all the positives that have come with it? What are all the positives that have come with your fear of disappointing others? And I said, I'm sure you expect that question to probably catch me off guard, but I've been thinking of, of this so, so much over the last week or so because this awareness genuinely changed my life. I said a couple things. One, it allows me to have empathy when I do disappoint someone. There's always that ego that pops up when someone is disappointed in you where you say, well, you shouldn't be disappointed or... I, my intentions were pure, whatever it is, I'm very empathetic when I disappoint someone because if I disappointed you, I feel really bad, genuinely. I feel terrible about myself. I don't enjoy it. I think that's one of the reasons I try to be super kind and as patient as I can be because I don't want to disappoint people. That's one. Number two, I always try to make someone feel like they're the only person when I'm talking to them because again, my fear of disappointing them. I do believe, we've said this many times, you're probably really good at recognizing your deficiencies, but you probably struggle with recognizing your strengths. This is a very similar thing. You're probably really good, like I am, now at identifying my weaknesses, at identifying my fears, identifying my insecurities, identifying the stuff that I'm afraid of when it comes to judgment. But there are positives that come with all of those things. And if you can identify them, I think you can utilize them better. One of the other things 
This is a really good story. Wednesday, I drove to New Jersey from New Hampshire. I got up at 3.30, and my plan was to be there at 9, so I was like, I have plenty of time, this can be fine. I go down, I get in my car at 4.30 a.m., and I turn on my GPS, and it says, you're going to be there at 9 a.m. If you leave this second, you don't hit an ounce of traffic, and you don't stop once, you're going to be there at 9. And I was like, how the hell did that happen? It said four hours, or it said four and a half hours. Now it's, now it's five and a half? What's going on here? This isn't right. And I drove straight. I didn't stop to pee. I didn't stop to get gas. I didn't stop to get anything. I drove straight five and a half hours from New Hampshire to New Jersey. And I think I was like six minutes late. And I was so pissed off at myself. I was so pissed off. Even though that's unreasonable. You drive 4.30 to 9. I didn't stop to pee. I had to pee so bad. You're a sicko. It just is what it is. But I didn't want to disappoint the clients. That was my focus. So that's there's a superpower. A, there's a positive that comes with that, but I also grind myself into the ground at times. So that's what I wanted to talk about quickly in today's episode. Well, I think, again, because we don't have a ton of time, but that's one of the huge positives is, and I want to give you credit for this, Kev, one of the reasons we have so many clients that are so blown away by Next Level Podcast Solutions is obviously the amazing production team, but Kev, you're really good at... I learned from a mentor of mine that you run to the problem and you walk to the order. It's actually Amelia's father said that. Mm. You run, we run to the problem and we walk to the order. In other words, we are here to solve your problems if you are our client and we are here for you. And Kev, you do a phenomenal job of that. And I know part of that comes from not wanting to disappoint people. Definitely. The other part of that comes from fear of being broke because when you were a kid, you didn't have a ton of money. And again, nuance there. But our desires and our fears are connected. And I think that's probably the the olive branch that I want to extend to everybody on this episode. If you think about what you desire most, okay, let's say you really want a really big, nice house. Maybe you're afraid of looking like you're poor or looking like you're not significant or Maybe there was a time in your life where you felt insignificant and, and maybe your deepest fear is not feeling significant and maybe that's why you want a nice car. Or maybe maybe you want to fall in love. Maybe you want to have an amazing wedding. Maybe your deepest fear is being alone. I just think our desires and our fears are really connected. So whatever pain you have, whatever fear you have, whatever trauma you have from your childhood, usually there's a desire that's the polar opposite of that. Hi, my name's John Larido, and I just wanted to uh, give a big shout out to Kevin Palmieri. I had uh, reached out to him. He had been referred to me when I had shared with a friend of mine some interest in uh, doing a podcast. And he said, you've got to use Kevin. He's fantastic. He's the best around. He'll get you started and off the ground and and uh, soaring high. Uh, Kevin was phenomenal in terms of leading me through the whole process. And not just easy to work with, but really, really knows his stuff. So whether you're looking for somebody to, to help you and get you started or somebody as I've done, where I'm putting it entirely in his hands because I've got total trust and confidence in him. Any of those ends of the spectrum, you're going to have a lot of success and a lot of fun working with Kevin. Trust me. Thanks. So I'll use myself as an example. When I was in high school, I've talked about this. I hit puberty very late. So in middle school, no one had hit puberty. I was one of the guys. I was athletic, blah, blah, blah. In high school, everybody blossomed. People like Kevin got muscles and mustaches, you know? And I didn't, I was just a little prepubescent boy. And my sister was the, 
a very, very, very popular girl in the high school and all of her friends, I was like little Alan and they, they all pity danced with me. I used to call it pity dancing. They would, they would dance with me to make me feel better. Mm. Uh, when in reality I was just a little boy and they were grown women. So I have a huge desire to be significant that was born out of that time when I was a freshman in high school and I was a nerd and all the athletes got all the attention. All the football players and baseball players, they got all the attention and all the love and all the significance and everybody went to their basketball games and I just felt super insignificant because I was a nerdy video gamer. And so I chased mastery and greatness. My mastery was born out of wanting to be more significant. My desire to be on point and to be excellent and all those things. So at the end of the day, I think most of our greatness actually stems from pain. I would say so. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, or I've seen it go in a different direction where sometimes I had somebody say to me one time, I, I feel guilty that my upbringing was so much better than yours. And I said, while I, I don't know, I don't know if I do appreciate that because I feel like you're, you shouldn't have to ever say that like that. What do you mean? It's not your fault. It's not your fault. You had a great upbringing and I had challenges at times. Like I would never want you to to burden yourself to get even with me. I don't want that. Yeah. But I wonder if that guilt made them shoot for something that they might not have shot for as well. For sure. So sometimes lack of pain is your pain. Yeah. Believe it or not. I've seen that. I know you've seen that as well. I have another example of that as well. Mm -hmm. I have one client at one point that had helicopter parents and they protected her from everything. They made sure she was financially set up. They made sure she was educationally set up. They made sure that she was in her comfort zone. They protected her from everything. They did everything for her. They were overprotective. And I get it. Some parents are underprotective. I definitely, in some cases, was in that situation. But unfortunately, that came with pain later on. So her deepest pain is that she was overprotected. She doesn't know how to do anything. And I don't, again, that's an exaggeration. She knows how to do some things, but she had a really hard time flying away from the nest when she didn't have any of those skills. And so this is the way life works. You you have painful things happen to you and you have a response to that. And the response to that builds muscles that other people don't have. And that's true for you too. So whatever your pains were and whatever muscles you built to overcome that those are now superpowers they're now skills that other people don't necessarily have you know i felt really insignificant as a kid i really did and i didn't have a dad and my stepdad and i didn't get along and i don't think he ever really wanted kids so of course i'm significance driven and now i fortunately i channeled that into being really really good at what i do and it later on becomes a really positive thing if you if you understand it. And at least now, and I told Kevin this early on, I know this will be the last thing I know we got to jump, but Kev has a chip on his shoulder. He grew up in a tough environment. He grew up without a father. I have a chip on my shoulder too. Everyone listening knows that. I mean, they know that. Who who does 1,500 episodes, <laughs> right? Okay, we do. We have chips on our shoulder. The difference is now we're grown, more mature, emotionally mature men who now realize that we have a chip on our shoulder and we don't let it drive us all the time. But I said this to Kev. I said, don't take the chip off. I said, drive the chip. Don't let the chip drive you. And so my question to everybody, my next level nugget is, what is the chip on your shoulder? Is it because you were helicopter parented and you were too protected and now you need to go off and rebel and and find your way and prove that you can do it on your own? 
Or is it because you had so much trauma and you need to prove that, that, you know, you can overcome all that, whatever that chip is for you, just make sure that you're running the chip and the chip's not running you and make sure that you do all you can with all you have. My next level nugget would be strength comes from necessity. So the necessities that you have been forced to overcome, or I guess the the challenges that you had the necessity to overcome are probably strengths now because it's something you had to practice for a long period of time. So don't be afraid to figure out what they are. That would be my next level nugget. All right, we got to hop because I have a call, you have a call. Tomorrow for episode number 1,504, insecurities get worse when we hide them. I feel like we're on a theme of these type of topics this week. So I'm excited for that one. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Keep running the chip. Next Level Nation. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.